Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Elmpark Rolls preview podcast supported by Phantom Brewery. Brewery Company, okay. Blimey, <laughs> only five seconds in, James. And I've already made a mess of that. Oh, you can tell I don't do this one very often. I've also been joined by James Earnshaw from the Reading Chronicle. You right, Paul? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. How are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to the nice trip up to Windy and Cold Stoke, as always, on uh, Saturday for another riveting 0-0 draw, probably. Well, last two times we have played Stoke, we've actually beaten them, but both of them have been at the MS mm. SCL. Who knows what everyone <laughs> wants to call it? <laughs> Technically, legally, it's the SCL, but I think in our hearts, it's a Medeski, isn't mm. it, James? Yeah, forever. Forever and ever. So, yeah, you've had the press conference today with no, not the manager of Redden Football Club, Paul Ince. It wasn't him. It was Alex Ray. And uh, it wasn't forthcoming with a lot of information, was it? No, no, it was a very quiet one today. Uh, I think we spent longer waiting for for anyone from Reading than, than we did speaking to them. Uh, so no real team news other than the fact that two players that were injured returned to training today. Um, and that they're hoping that there was no sort of reaction overnight and that they should be involved in some capacity on Saturday. Um, so that leaves quite a few potential players over, over who it could be. I mean, Carroll and Long uh, sort of come to mind after limping off against um, the QPR. It can't be Hutchinson because he um, has got a assessment tomorrow with a doctor. Um, so it won't be Hutchinson involved. And uh, um, Liam Moore is still a way away, but he's progressing better than they had expected. So it kind of only really leaves, what, Ajaria, um, Long or um, Carroll. So two of those three. Well, the good thing is we've got Lucas Jow and we've got Yako Mate as mm. backup for those two strikers. So I don't feel too uncomfortable with that, James. What about you? No, no, not at all. I mean, worst comes to worst, Paul can surely even just shift to a one up front and put, pack another midfielder in there. I mean, Aziz is knocking down that door with uh, his sort of youth appearances and but this behind closed doors game against Aldershot where he, he scored a hat trick and an eight one win. So I mean, at some point, surely he's got to get his get got to get his chance. Being an older Reading fan, <laughs> uh, beating Aldershot. No, don't you start laughing. <laughs> Being an older Reading fan. It is always nice to see us beat Oldershot 8-1. It doesn't matter how it is being Oldershot. <laughs> I mean, there is another version, but I'm not going to go into that now. Yeah. But 
Paul Ince has also banned the use of Manchester United around the training ground this week. That's fair enough. But we can talk about it because we sold out <laughs> our 3,000 tickets in about one minute. Slight over-exaggeration mm. there. 32 minutes. Tuesday, maybe? Yeah, Tuesday. 32 minutes in total. 32 minutes. Okay, 32. Yeah. I've gone for hype. I've gone for, like, big, big <laughs> hype there. But um, there's always the breakdown about our tickets and who should have them and who they... T- We've sold them. That's the most important mm. factor, isn't it, James? You don't want to be left with like 2,000 tickets, even though everyone listening will be going, no, we could have sold them straight away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, everyone points to Charlton, what they got in the in the Cup and Everton, and we were never going to sell 9,000 tickets. Um, you know, you kind of wish there was some happy medium in between three and nine. I mean, surely it's got to be six would be quite a, a nice figure, five, five and a half. Um, we were never going to sell nine. So I, I totally agree with the size of the allocation. Um with everything into account with the kickoff time and the price of tickets and the fact that he played himself. And I really didn't expect tickets to fly off the shelves um, and they've flown off quicker than I think they ever have before. The only issue for me would be the um, sort of the lack of sort of spacing out when people could buy. I mean, I, I would have given season ticket holders priority for at least sort of half a day or, or a day. And you would have, you know, you still would have had enough left over for the member card holders and, and whoever else. And I'm not quite sure about the whole four people, four tickets per person. Uh, I think it leaves. I know people want to bring their families and stuff, but I don't know. It just seems quite a lot. I mean, you could bring a lot of sort of mates or or family that have never been before, potentially at the expense of someone who couldn't get one that goes every week. But I mean, that's the way the cookie crumbles. And there'll always be some people that we left disappointed. We just hope it's a good day for those that have gone. Yeah, I mean, there speaks a man who's definitely going. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's I did go last time though. I've done my dues. I, oh, I saw it through so the whole, you are basically 100% ding, aren't you? That's what you I are. I sat through the whole 4 0 defeat from start to finish. Um, so you know, I don't, you know, it's a good day out to go and see your team play at United, but it's not the mm. nicest of stadiums with the best facilities. So, I can see why some people don't want to go four times in three years or whatever it works out being three and four no, years. No, I, I understand it, I understand it. It's finance, it's the time, it's on TV. Mm. I, I get it. It's not like we've sold 3,000 tickets. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. We've done really well there. There could have been a few more. But one story that did come out uh, today was Joe Lumley shaving his hair off in support of Nick Anderton at Bristol Rovers, who appears to be a really good friend of his. Mm. Um, Nick Anderton has been diagnosed with bone cancer and is having chemotherapy. I mean, that's a really good sign of support, isn't it? Yeah, it's lovely. Um, I think Joe was telling the story today. They've been best friends since they were 16. And they've spoken to each other on the phone every day since they were 16. Uh, Joe Lumley is his daughter's father, uh, godfather. Uh, so they, they stretch back far. You know, they're, they're really, really close. And obviously everybody saw the clip of, of Bristol Rovers shaving all their hair in solidarity. And it's nice that Joe is able to do that as well. And I think they've raised 39,000 at most at most recent checks. So, I mean, they've done very well on the GoFundMe. No, that's, that's fantastic to hear. And it must be really great for Nick to see that. In such a t- tough time for him to see that support from some people, you know, lots of people around him who've known him. So just shows that, you know, there's terrible things going on, isn't there? But um, let's think about Stoke City. I mean, it's a day out that probably none of us enjoy. I'm sure no <laughs> Stoke City fans enjoy coming to Reading either. And I mm. totally get that. So it is both ways. But so often it's nil-nil there, isn't it? Yeah. So I think it's been nil-nil, what, twice of the last three times? I think the last one was... Was it the last one? Was it the last one? Last season, the opening day of the the first one with fans back. Yeah, on the first day of the season, we lost three no. two. Yes, um, yeah, that was yeah, that yeah. was a real. Uh, so, really so that was the 
that was that was a goal fest. But the other two before that, nil nil draws, and yeah, you know, it's always a always a, a difficult place to go. I hate that phrase because everyone says it about everywhere, but it is a difficult place to go. I know they're struggling a bit, but you know they've still got players in that team that could punish you. I mean, sort of the, the team should not be anywhere near that that sort of in and around the relegation zone. And I'm, I'm sure they'll pull away in time. Um, nice to see a few old faces. Just hope that Josh Lewant and Lewis Baker don't have worldies, which I'm sure at least one of them will. Because um, uh, Lauren didn't play in the home home game that we won because he was injured. Um, mm. But obviously Baker did. So it'd be nice to see Josh Lewant back out there with his big cheesy grin. And uh, hopefully he keeps it quiet for us. Yeah, during that 3-2 game that you just mentioned there, John Swift scored and Liam Moore. Now there, mm. now there is a throwback and we are not going <laughs> to go down that rabbit hole because otherwise you'll get diverted completely. But the team, I mean, obviously we're still kind of, we threw away two points last weekend against QPR. It is another point in the di- right direction, but it is frustrating not to pick up that win. But overall... I still think it was okay. Both teams looked in that match that they're going to be in the championship next season. Yeah, a, a draw was definitely fair. I think we mm. bossed most of the first half and they had all of the second half. I mean, to be fair, we were quite fortunate to not lose 3-2 in the end. So I think you just take the point and you move on. Four points off the playoffs, 11 points clear of the relegation zone with, what, 20 games to go? I mean, I think you'd, you'd have more, more of, you would have taken that at the beginning of the season. And um you know, who knows whether Inti can work some magic in the transfer window. If not, then you just, you know, you've got who you've got. And for the last 20 games, you scrap and you fight. And, and I don't think we'll get anywhere near the playoffs come the end of the season. But again, I think we'll be comfortably clear of relegation, which is all we wanted uh, this time, sort of last season. Yeah, I mean, if you could give me where we are right now, 14th, I would 100% take that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's not an exciting season. It's not the season that we all dream of having. But we go again next year. Um, I don't know. Stoke City, they look very perilous in 20th place. They could have massive financial issues if they don't get themselves moving forward this season, James, because they've spent so much money. Yeah, well, I think they even sort of preempted that this season and that they only brought in freeze and loans in the, in the window as well when we did. I mean, big, big freeze and loans. I mean, taking Josh Laurent and you've got Dwight Gale, who guarantees you normally like 20 goals. They took that Liam Delap from Man City, which didn't work, and he's now gone to Preston. Um, they brought in some real good players on freeze and loans, a bit like West Brom did as well. And um, definitely surprised to see them where they are. And, you know, it's um, it could be, well, you know, everyone was panicking at West Brom when they were down there, but they put this run together and they're now in the top six. Stoke could be the ones that, you know, they could drop off that cliff edge and massive repercussions for them in their long-term future. Yeah, West Brom now my uh, team to win the playoffs. They mm. just look incredible for me. You look at their squad at the start of the season, they should have been right up there. But let's get back to Reading. And the opening, well, the match we played against Stoke City at home this season, Lucas Jail scored after about a minute or so from a Joe Lumley kick out. A mm. terrible blunder there by <laughs> Stoke City goalie. He's went and then scored another goal. You do think... Surely Lucas Jail's got to come back into the team. But this is Paul Lintz. You're never quite sure what's going to happen. Which out of, if it is hypothetically Lucas Jail or Yakumati, which one of those two, if we're only having one up front, which one do you go for? Oh, that's a good one. So you can I sort of cheat and just put Mate out wide and then have Jao through the middle as a striker. Come instead. on. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is the big bucks that you're getting paid. You know? <laughs> well, I mean, if you're historically going back, then you've got to look at Lucas Jao, but he's just not done it this season. I mean, He's not got John Swift behind him to feed him the balls. He's not got a Michael Elise feeding him the balls that he had the year before. And, you know, Mate's been the much more 
efficient player this season. So if you're going off form under Paul Lintz, then Yakumete gets a nod. Um, but, you know, you can never write off Lucas Zhao because if you give him a chance, he's more likely to score than anybody else will in our team, sort of one-on-one -on -one with a keeper you'd fancy him. But he's just this season, I don't know what it is. Obviously, is his deal's, you know, coming to an end. You know, you can't say that he's taken his mind off the boil, but it probably naturally happens when he's probably looking. His career, his future probably isn't going to be at Reading next season with the sort of financial cuts that we have to make and in the no doubt Zhao sort of feeling that he can be pushing higher up the division. Um, so I think Mate is the one you've got to go for because he'll run, he'll run, he'll run. And he's, he, more often than not, he gets chances and he scores. Yeah, that's exactly what he does, isn't it? I mean, if we look at some players from last week, someone who disappointed me was Nabi Sar, And this seems to be a theme that's been mm. longer and longer. His place surely must be slightly under jeopardy because so many big hitters. He did the same at Norwich. He did it yeah. last week against QPR. It, it's a habit, isn't it? Yeah, I've not seen a man to be so tall and so bad at heading. I mean, he's six foot six and he just can't, he did, or can't or won't head the ball. Uh, I think he's kind of made a rod for his own back, really, or not him so much, but pulled in, in that he was hailed as this messiah at the beginning of the season that we'd waited almost two months to sign. And he came in and scored like 12 minutes into his debut. Then he gets injured again and misses like three or four months. And it's always, oh, you know, when Nabby back, we'll be a better team. We'll be a better team when Nabby comes back. And everyone's expecting Nabby to turn into Bobby Moore overnight. And he's just not performing. Um, you know, he's not particularly any worse or any better than the other centre-halves. But he's just not the player that, you know, a lot of fans have been built up to expect. So he's always going to struggle to live up to those expectations. But, you know, he's, he's still finding his feet. He's still finding his way back after two long-term injuries. And, you know, there's still a good player in there. They got to the final of the playoffs last year. So, you know, we got to stick with him, I think. Maybe the formation isn't suiting him particularly because um, he's quite bulky, isn't he? And he's playing on more sort of the wide of the, of the three as opposed to in the middle. Um, so maybe you got to rejig that three as opposed to take him out of the team. But I mean, he's Paul Inter's man, and you know he's he's only been given five or six games, so I, I think he's safe for for now. Yeah, let's hope so. Let's hope that's the case. It's just uh, I think Tom McIntyre must be sat on the bench. They mm. can just get me on there. This yeah. is exactly what yeah. I thought. Those headers are what I what I eat up. I destroy. <laughs> I eat them every morning when I wake up. He eats a ball, and that's it. That's his life. So prediction time now, James. What are you going to say for this long trip to Stoke? Is it going to be a long journey back or is it going to feel a lot shorter than the way there? Um, I'm going to go for a one on draw, um, which I'll take a point. A point away from home is yeah, always a good point. Um, and no injuries with any luck. Mm. Uh, and then for a week, we can take our mind off the league and full focus on Old Trafford. Yeah, Old Trafford slightly concerns me, but let's think about Stoke <laughs> right now. Um, I'm going to go for, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to do exactly the same. I'm going to go yeah. for a 1 0. I want to be like ho optimistic and hopeful and go for a 2 1. But yeah, we haven't won at Stoke City since the Nicky Shorey free kick, was it? Yeah, 2004. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, so I, I, I think a draw away from home with Reading's away form is quite a positive outlook. Yeah, it I is. Mean, they've only no, won three right. times no, away from home. So I mean, if we're not predicting, if we're not predicting a loss, then that's quite positive. Yeah, I mean, if the gap stays the same as it is, I mean, Blackpool play Huddersfield as well. So if they mm. draw, and we draw, it's just another game ticked off, and we're eleven yeah. points away, possibly. And we so, used to do that last year. 
Every every yeah. every the end of every season last season was just right. Another game ticked off. Another game ticked off. Another game ticked off. That's all it was. It's the way it's to support down. football teams. The one that gives <laughs> you hope to uh, you know renew your season ticket every year. There is this summer though. Uh, let's not get into that negative uh, mindset. So thanks a lot for joining us, James. And uh, now Matt Lansley will be having a chat with Mike from every step along the way. So make sure to listen to that after the break. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to part two of our preview of the up and coming game against Stoke City. You've, of course, just heard from Paul Mann and James Earnshaw. We are now flipping onto the view from the opposition and to go through the game. We have got Mike from Every Step Along the Way podcast. How are you doing, Mike? Yeah, I'm good, mate. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. We've had some technical issues um, leading up to this. So, um, but uh, but yeah, we, we're soldiering on. We're getting through. Um, so yeah, and we're of course here to preview the Stoke match coming up. Um, Mike, what is going on with Stoke at the moment? Because when we last played you guys, I spoke with Dan, I think it was from your podcast, Alex Neal had literally just come in and everyone was thinking, you know, I mean, what a coup it was for Stoke to get someone like Alex Neal in. But as we, as we sit and apologies for obviously reminding you of it, but we or Stoke sit 20th position, 27 played 30 points, four points above the relegation zone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Christ. Um, where do you start with this? Where, where um, to start? <laughs> you're right, mate. I think when, when Alex Neal came in, everyone was quite optimistic. He had a little bit of the, like the, the Tony Pulis about him, which obviously Pulis is, is loved here and he always will be, and certainly by me anyway. Um, but, you know, the way in which he dealt with himself through the media, um, his style of play from what, what we gathered was very in-your-face, high-pressure. Um and unfortunately for him, he came in about, I think, about a week before the end of the transfer window. So he had no time to get his own players in. I think he managed to get, I think it was Harry Clark in uh, on, a, on a loan from Arsenal, just a young nobody that we'd not heard of. Um, and yeah, it, it's it's weird, mate, because we, we, we you mentioned about like, you know, our form consistency. There is no consistency with us. We'll win one, go lose three, draw one, win one. I don't think we've like won more than two games for like 50 years uh, in a row. It's it's a very weird time, mate. We don't really know who we are and what we are right now, if I'm honest with you. It's a bit of a mess. No, I'm sure Reading fans can sympathise with that from um, from years gone by or even earlier this year. Um, it's It's sometimes hard to pinpoint kind of how you get out of runs like this. But I mean, recently... Obviously, when we take out the cup game um, against Hartlepool, winless, winless in four, bit deceptive maybe when you look at the teams you've played, given you've played both Sheffield United and Burnley, which I'm not sure who can beat them really at the moment. Um, but, but yeah, kind of with, 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 with play styles and that and Stoke at the moment, obviously, previously, I think when you last came to us, it was a 4-2-3-1, 4-3-3 type formation when you when you guys came to us baker and lauren had started in a deep line midfield lauren had just got injured by that point though has it been more of the same is it what what, what is football under alex neil like at the moment <laughs> um i'd say formation wise you're looking at like a a three five two you know the whole wing everyone's playing three five two aren't they everyone's doing it um we, we, we 
I wouldn't say it's weird, mate, right? So we're playing 3-5-2. The problem that we're facing is that we've kind of almost cut out our wingers. Now, obviously, everyone knows in a 3-5-2, you need attacking fullbacks. And, you know, Josh Tymon is great down the left. You know, when you get him on the ball, he's brilliant. Um, obviously, as I said, we've got Harry Clark, who's been playing right wing back for us, who actually looks like tonight he's going to Ipswich because that's obviously a better home, better sounds of it. Um, but either way, we've had him playing there. But what we found is, you know, Harry Suter, who everyone was raving about for the World Cup, since he's come back as good as Harry is, it's like we'll get it in the centre of defence and we loop, loop it long. We're just playing long ball. Now, we've got Tyrese Campbell up front, Nick Powell whenever he decides to be fit. You know, Jacob Brown, these aren't hold-up players. These aren't an Andy Carroll. Do you know what I mean? If you're playing an Andy Carroll, you can get away with that. But I don't know. We're a bit of a mishmash of whatever the heck we're meant to be. Um, our players aren't fit enough or good enough to be putting pressure on constantly. Um, we've got a very, we've got an average bunch of players, mate. That's exactly where we are. No real shining lights, unfortunately. What what happened to Delap? Because Delap was with you um, from Manchester City when we last yeah. played you, I believe. Did he go back in January or at the start of January? He went back last week, I think it last was. Um, yeah, so they sent him back to well, Man City with pulled him back and sent him straight to Preston. Um, yeah, Delap, everyone was really excited. Obviously, Rory, who was also now left the club, uh, his dad was, of course, here as well. So both of them went within 24 hours. Apparently not linked, but I find it hard to believe. Uh, but yeah, generally, mate, unfortunately, Delap is very, very raw. Uh, Southampton were willing to pay 16 million quid for him. Um, and I bet they're delighted that they did not pay that for, for him. He needs... I mean, he's going to Preston, mate. If he fails at Preston, he's almost not even championship level. He's, he, again, another one who he isn't a target man. He's not a running off the defence type striker for me. Um, he reminds me, you know what? He probably is a little bit of like a Harry Kane. Like he'll come, he'll come deep, try and lay it off, which is great if you've got wingers, but we don't play with wingers. So he's really struggled to make an impact, mate, and I aren't going to miss him, if I'm honest. No. Well, what one or a couple of players that, made impacts for you earlier in the season as well. Um, and kind of, I think we had a quick discussion before about dipped off a bit. Lewis Baker, known to Reading fans, mm -hmm. obviously, for a wonderful spell, that a six-month spell that he had at the club. And, I mean, last last season, brilliant for you guys. Started the season off captain, I think, from memory. Uh, Correct, and, yeah. and tailed off injuries. So... With Bakes, I think that, for example, for example, Josh Laurent uh, was playing alongside Baker uh, very well. You're right; he was scoring goals. He was, he was absolutely brilliant. Um, revelation, to be honest, in our midfield. And yeah, Laurent gets injured. Um, Baker all of a sudden is playing with two or three different midfielders every other week, and I think he's really struggled. Baker's then been moved from a, a box to box or more of an attacking type midfielder into a defense midfielder so he's lost his effectiveness um on his day baker can be one of the best championship midfielders um, unfortunately mate yeah since lawrence got injured he's been i don't know invisible is probably the best way of pointing it mate is it's, it's strange he has such a talent behind him um but yeah maybe now lawrence coming back he might find that form again hey maybe <laughs> yeah well hopefully for um for for baker's baker's sake because i think baker is still very much loved in the in the royal county red, red, reading fans i think from from his from his short time that he had with us just fell in love with him um as you probably have realized and um can see why you know because he was a fantastic player but 
with Reading fans obviously looking at Josh Laurent, obviously you mentioned he's been injured, but coming back, any chance of him being back for the weekend? Or is it going to be? Yeah. Yeah, he should, he should be playing. Um, I think what I'd say about Josh, don't expect don't expect to see him back um, probably to how he was. I think, I, I might be wrong, but I think this is only a couple of games since he came back from injury. So he's still trying to find his fitness at the minute. Um, again, you know what to expect. Lawrence, not, he's not really changed in terms of his style of play. Um, he's, he was pretty solid for us. I wouldn't say he's a world beater. He's, very, again, for me, he's an average championship midfielder when he's on his game. But um, yeah, I wouldn't be worried about Lawrence this weekend. I don't think he's going to make much of a difference. No, well, I, th- I think it was it was an interesting one when he left Reading because he 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 got a very good following from from Reading fans last year. Reading fans loved him. I'm not going to try and say that you know Reading fans didn't, but it came down to the the well the move away. I think just came down to came down to who who wanted or who had the finances to pay him more, right? And I think, like you say, I think most Reading fans can see or realize he was a good Championship midfielder, but I think. It'll be interesting to see how he kicks on. I think coming back from injury now, if him and Baker can re-establish that link together, I mean, as as you saw from earlier in the season, you know, when 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 when, when it was working and it it was clicking for you guys, you know, it's um it's interesting how one injury can just just completely wipe a team's um format and you know form everything. It's yeah, it's an interesting uh, an interesting time, but um, obviously. We come to Stoke, and it's, it's it's an interesting one. Reading, whenever they go away, Reading have one of the worst away forms. I think we're 22nd in the away form. Um, but who's 22nd in the home form? Stoke City. What's going on? Yeah, Stoke is one of those grounds, again, which you think never want to go there. Seems like a horrible place to go there. Tuesdays at Stoke, eh? But, um, yeah, what's, what's going on with the home form? <laughs> Yeah, uh, Fortress Britannia or Fortress Bet365, whatever you want to call it, um, couldn't be further from the truth, mate. The days have gone where we had a boisterous home support who were behind the team no matter what, screaming, shouting. It was intimidating to come. Now, if you want three points, if you've got a bad away form, you are going to love it here at the weekend because we love to be a charity at the best of times. And genuinely, it will be one of the lowest gates, I think, uh, of this season for Stoke. Um, without being too disrespectful, neither team are exactly great um, at the minute. You know, not, not the most attractive of teams um, going around. It's cold, cost to live it. I mean, it's it's going to be miserable. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, so yeah, it's it's lost its spark. Stoke fans are annoyed because in in a lot of fans' minds, we should be challenging for promotion. We could be much further away from it, mate. To be honest, so it's. Just, just a lot of apathy around the club right now. So don't be afraid about coming to the, the stadium because nobody else has all season. You, you will be fine. Trust me. I, I, have, I have not, and we'll probably come to predictions, but I've not got us to beat you this weekend. I can only hope that you're right, but I am a very cynical Reading fan when it comes to travelling away from home. Um, I think on, I, I think I did a uh, voice note for your podcast. And I think I would, um, I'd give me a point and I'd be happy because any point away from home for me is a good point. Um, but it's, 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 a, it's, it's an interesting one when it went like, like you say, I mean, I don't blame Stoke fans that don't want to come and see Reading to be honest, because we're not the most attractive team under Paul Lintz. You know, what he's done for the club has been absolutely fantastic. He's made the team resolute. Um, you know, we're, we're hard to beat if we go ahead. 
expect time wasting because it, that's just what what this team seemingly does. You know, we 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 get a one goal lead or two goal lead as we did at the weekend, and we're just going to sit back and comes back to bite you sometimes as it did against QPR. Um, but um, but yeah, it, it, it's if um, if uh, Alex New was playing the same sort of football, it could be one of those classic almost Stoke v Burnley games from the Premier League maybe that uh nobody ever wanted to watch them either so um yeah it could be an interesting one it won't be pretty mate i guarantee you it will not be pretty <laughs> <laughs> well let's hope because we're really talking up this game right now um don't be afraid to go you know if you are a stoke fan if you are a reading fan go to it support support your club um but um but yeah coming coming on to players to look out for We've noted a couple of players already, um, Lewis Bakers, Tyrese Campbells, etc. Um, there's, there's one, I'm not sure quite what's happened with him since he's been with you, Dwight Gale as well. But um, who really, if you're going to pick out one one player to um, look out for, I think Dan picked Tyrese Campbell earlier in the year. Um, who would you be picking mm. out? Um, none of that you've mentioned, actually. I mean, yeah, a, a, a Tyrese is an easy one to mention. But if, if I'm honest with you, I think Nick Powell. Uh, again, you've heard that name probably many times, and loves to score Nick's against unfortunate as well. one, mate. Yeah, and he's just coming back from fitness again. He's been injured; he's missed the glass legs. I mean, mate, when Powell's on form, he can be unplayable in this division, like absolutely unplayable. But unfortunately, he doesn't stay fit. So, what you'll find from from Nick, um, he will probably try and find that kind of gap in between defense and midfield, and try and find that little gap and try and feed off other players like so Tyree who will be on the on the, the right hand side or left hand side of the th- front three. Um it's hard to it's hard to tell you other than that because I think the rest of them have been very, very average. And I, I don't want to become across as a really miserable Stoke fan. Genuinely I'm I'm a very optimistic Stoke fan normally, but I'm just trying to be real. I mean I think Nick Powell is is probably the one man who might be able to unlock things and scrape something out of the game. Mm. Uh, well, Nick Nick Powell, attacking midfielder, I think for you guys, or is he central midfielder? Attacking midfielder, come striker. He's, come striker. He's, he's, he always plays probably number ten. Is probably where you'd, yeah. you'd find him. Number ten. Well, Reading fans, keep an eye out for him. Um, and if you're listening to this, Paul Lintz, mark that player. Don't let him near the ball. <laughs> um, so, predictions. You said you're not very optimistic. Mm. You, you, you're not gonna you're not gonna come on another podcast and give and give give a win to win to reading fc surely you've got to back stoke <laughs> see we, we ask the same thing every week and i think only a swansea fan actually has predicted a stoke win on, a, on the entire season um so uh wow if i'm honest with you this for me has got one one all over it uh, i i don't think either team's got enough to win but i think is uh is tom Ince still fit for you guys he is still fit, yes, yeah. And normally, when Tom Ince plays well, we play well. Andy Carroll could be injured. He went off with a rolled ankle um, against um, QPR. So, um, so yeah, I think Andy Carroll was a doubt. Um, but to- Tom Ince, again, if uh, Alex Neal is listening to this, which I'm sure he will be, um, you know, if you want to take Reading out the game, take Tom Ince out the game. Yeah, I mean, he's got a point to prove as well. Obviously, ex Stokey and T, uh, and he wasn't Didn't have a good exactly time, involved. did he? No, no. He, you know what though? If because it seems to be a different player for you guys, but I remember there was a game away from home. I don't remember who it was, and I think he had two touches of the ball in the match, two mm. touches a midfielder. Like 
how does that happen? And yeah. he just he was ineffective for us, mate. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. um, and he didn't seem to care. So if if he's if he's a different man under you, then then good for you guys. You got something out of him, but. Um, again, I hate players who come back um, against us because they always have a good game. So this is what I mean. I, I think you will go potentially one nil up and we'll scrape a draw at the end. Yeah, we'll probably we'll probably go one nil up after thirty minutes. Just sit back. We'll probably bring on three defenders and then concede in the ninety second minute. That seems to be a very Reading FC performance this this season. Um, can't really complain though because I think everyone had us nailed on for relegation pre season and um, we're nearly away. From, I'm. We're 11 points, I think, away at the moment. Um, some Reading fans are starting to look up. I'm still looking, thinking, I remember Hull a few seasons ago when they went down, when they were like mid-table halfway through the season. So it's like, um, yeah, just keep ticking the points up, please, Reading. And um, yeah, once we get to 50 points, then we can look forward. <laughs> you'll be you'll be um, fine. Don't worry about that. There's definitely three worst teams. We can hope. We're, we're one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Well, kind of wrapping wrapping it up for this week, obviously. Um, I mean, Mike, thank you very much for for joining. Um, obviously, on the podcast today, it's been great to get your insight. Um, I mean, good luck to Stoke going forwards as well. Apart from, we always say it every week, just not this weekend, please, as you'll probably be saying likewise. Um, yeah, hopefully Stoke can obviously have a good end to the season. And, you know, some ex-Reading players, Laurent, Baker can you know, make, make a good career for themselves at Stoke City because they're really good players. But, um, but yeah, no, thank you, Mike, for joining. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. And we will catch you after the Stoke game for a review. Thanks very much, guys. Thank you.